0: Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you.
1: Let's do this.
0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, your host, and I say this every time because it's actually true every time, believe it or not, that I'm excited to talk to the guest that I have with me. But this is my brother from another mother, and I—what do we call? I'm your wife from another life.
1: That's my, yes,
0: <laughs> um, somebody who uh, has a very special place in my heart, and I'm so grateful that he took the time out to chat tonight welcome john ashford
1: thank you sarah how <laughs> you doing
0: how you doing That's- i'm
1: doing good
0: so let me introduce you to our listeners i have john Akintola howard ashford jr Wow, my Ooh. kids have that many names too. Um, <laughs> he was raised in Chicago. And at the age of 13, he attended Precious Blood Seminary for eight years. He graduated from Rockhurst Jesuit University with a B.A. in Communication and French. Wow. He studied a year abroad in, you're going to have to help me with that. aix
1: en provence
0: Okay. France. Southern
1: France, yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and studied sacred geom- geometry in Northern Spain. Most recently, he has become a certified facilitator in access consciousness. He has worked in the NW, Northwest? Northwest
1: Northwest resolution, yes.
0: I love that I get help with your bio. For over 30 (laughs) years with youth and their families. Presently, he has been a juvenile court counselor for over 27 years for Multnomah. County. He was on GRIT, which is Gang Resource Intervention Team, which was the first gang unit for Multnomah County. While working for Multnomah County, he was the lead worker for the Save Our Youth program, which dealt with conflict and violence, goals day reporting center, community detention program, and he has worked with Sovalti men's group for fatherhood and domestic violence. Nationally, he has trained several agencies on how to be more effective with families that have been plagued with violence and trauma. He's the creator of Akintola's Corner. He has done leadership training in Sweden. He facilitates meditation, difficult conversations about race, and unlearning oppression and resolution Northwest. He does energetic healing work. He facilitates domestic violence and fatherhood classes for Savalti. He facilitates empowerment classes for young African-American boys for YMEP. What is that?
1: Young yeah, I Men's Empowerment Program. Oh,
0: thank you. Recently, he has added the philosophy and practice of access consciousness. These new tools allow him to stay in the question and to dig deeper, which allows more of his clients to show up. John's philosophy is that he considers himself a facilitator of consciousness. He's had ton of tons of life experience and formal training. His belief is that he facilitates clients to the greatness of them. His job, um, oh, you say my job, if one chooses to work with me is to facilitate change and teach one to stay in the question of what is possible. Welcome John.
1: Thank you, sister. (laughs)
0: Listening to your bio is always so intriguing, right? Like,
1: (laughs) I'm all over the place.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks for your help with that. Um, so John, yes, I would love to tell our listeners how you and I met. And yes. so I'm going to tell my side of the story. Okay, right.
1: and then I'll tell okay. mine. Okay.
0: okay, okay. So I'm in South Africa at an Access Consciousness seven day. It was my first seven day. Um, I had just really started attending classes, and it was in 2016, 17, early 17, I think. It's
1: early 17. Yep.
0: Hmm. And, um, I'm laying on the table receiving an energetic body process. And, um, I was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really paying attention. to What was going on in the room? Cause my body was feeling all yummy and I was kind of passing out a little bit. And then I heard this voice come over the loudspeaker and I, something happened like, like inside me, I heard something that I, it was like something that I had always known, um, was the tone of this voice. So I look up. And I see a man out in the snow and and a video on the big screen holding Dane's Being You, Changing the World book. And I was like, I know him. I know him. I can't explain how I know him, but I know him and I want to meet him. So I fly off the table and I run over to Dane, my older brother, who was doing um, some SOP sessions, Symphony of Possibility sessions on some um, clients in the back on tables. And I think I just busted into the session unannounced and was like, him, I want to know him. Can I go see him? Can I have him? <laughs> Can I keep him? <laughs> he was like, do whatever you want. And I was like, all right. And I think before the end of the day, I contacted you and I was like, um, I'd like to come talk to you and meet you in Portland. Is that okay? Yes. And you were like, sure. So you take it from there. And you tell me yeah. the background maybe of that video.
1: Okay. So uh, about... Okay, that happened a year before that, 2016. I meet this one lady by the name of Barbara Gilman. Uh, Laura Burgess, is a co worker. I, I, I had this book because a friend, first of all, let me back up Antoinette, a lady from California who did some readings. She used to do these energy readings for me. She read these and she did this stuff. And so she came, she called me like out of the blue of 2015, like right around, I remember it was right around uh, Halloween. She said, John, there's this book that you have i don't know why but you got to get this book there's some connection in this book for you and i'll like, say what the fuck's the title of the book she said being you changed the world i'll like, say oh okay yeah right right the one of those self-help books so i put it off for like a couple of days she kept on calling me back and she said Did you get the book i was like no i ain't got the book i'm fucking working I, not, I don't have time to read this book well this is how the universe works with me so then she says, well, the book is something for you. Something about the book. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was playing around on the computer and I went to audible.com and I was able to go on audible.com and lo and behold, guess what book was, that popped up as a free book. Say, like, if you put your credit card in, you'll be charged, you get one free book. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this book is paired out like Doo, out of space and just drops into my computer. And so I pushed the button and then I started listening to it. And you've been in my house. So driving is like 30, 40 minutes into work, going from Washington up to Oregon. And I was listening to him every morning. I was like, this dude is weird as fuck. But there was something inside of me, the little boy in me was clapping, like, yay, you fucking asshole, you probably did it. And so I was like, and so what happened was one time I called him, I messaged him a message. I sent him a message on Messenger. I can't talk tonight. And
0: we got to tell everybody who him is. So
1: okay, him, Dr. Dane here. Okay. Dr.
0: Dane here, the author. The the author
1: book. of being, yeah, Being You Changed the World. So, okay. and he started to text me back. And so first I thought the damn text was like something that was automated. And after a while you could tell, no, this is a real dude. And then he said, I said something about this book is weird as fuck. And he said, "Weirdos of the world need to unite? And I was like, ooh, that sounds sexy to me. I like that because I always consider myself weird. So I didn't think anything of it. I kept on looking in the book. And so what happened is that is a chapter that Dane talks about ten percent or taking care of yourself and putting money away for yourself. So I was like, Nah, I'm gonna try. So I went to the credit union, got fifty dollars, put into my check in my my wallet. And one day, Tori, my wife, saw this bulge in my wallet, and it was like unimaginable. I never carried money before that that time, 2015 December. I never put money in my wallet. I just didn't think I was worried about somebody taking it. Duh. So Tori opens my wallet and said, what is this? And I'm like, well, I read this book and I've been getting all these side gigs. (laughs) You know, it's just like, I went from 50 to like, maybe it was like 400, 500. I said, I don't know where it's coming from. And she was like, what? And she was like, keep doing that. I was like, I am. And so I just kept up in my wallet, kept on getting bigger. And I was like, this is something something special. The following year, I took my first, in May of 2016, I took my first bars class with Barbara Gilman. And she kept on saying, I would go over there like every weekend to do practice bars. This is something that came. It was like something that finally the universe was like, John, we've been looking for you. And I was like, I've been looking for you. A month later, Tori and I took foundation class. I read to finish the book and the book had changed my life so much. I was like, what the fuck? What if I use this with kids? And I was at the end of my rope. I was like, I was upset with the government. I work with the county, Multnomah County. It's like, ah. And so I was like, being the humanoid that I found out I was, I don't follow the rules. So what I did, I didn't go ask for permission because I knew how they do things. They were like, well, we have to do discovery and all that. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. So I just took the book and the kid came in my office. The first kid came in my office. I said, hey, look, I'm gonna make you the deal. You can't refuse. You can either do 24 hours of community service or... You can read this book, meet with me three to six times and type a two page essay. You don't have to go out in the cold. You don't have to worry about this, the weather because the Northwest is totally different than California. And the kid was like, sure. And I thought it was going to be like, okay, a kid, these dudes, these kids start writing these essays. I was like, what the fuck? And then they start making changes and parents are like, what is this? And I'm like, there's something to it. Lo and behold, I was saving money. no, And I don't know if you know, even know this. You So you came out after that. After I made that review. We had a snowstorm in December of 2016. I was out with in the backyard and there were some deers that had the book and I was like, I said, what the fuck? I'm gonna make this video. I sent that video to Barbara Gilman. I think I put it on YouTube and I, it was something like that. And she was like, can I show Gary and Dane this? And I was like, I don't know. I'm sure. I was just like, Wh- whatever. And so you hit me up so I did that And Barbara called me out she was in South Africa she said they're gonna somebody's gonna call you from I'm like what I'm like and it was like in the middle of the night I was like bitch you drunk I was like <laughs> I was like you can edit that out I guess but I was like you drunk and and she was like yeah there's somebody I was like sure and then you call and I'm like okay she said I want to come up an interview and I was like this is gonna be weird but I was like okay I'm down I'm down for anything so You came up, and the moment I saw you, um, I have connection with people. I don't know what it is. It's like deja-you, not deja-vu, deja-you. It was like, I know this motherfucker, but it was impossible to know because it's just because it wasn't chronological. It didn't make sense. It didn't add up because it's like, well, we can't have, I'm like, this doesn't make sense, and it was a connection there for me, and I was like, Wow. This is dope. And so it was just like immediately. And what happened is that I've never, my sister that would have been the oldest died. So I never had any like female influence in my life. And I shared that with you before. And it was just something there. And I was just like, wow, this is different. But then the more I read the book, something energetically connected with me and Dane. And I was just like, and so I remember you came out and he, and it was like February or January because my first class was up in Seattle, I believe in March, and it was a uh, ESB class. Uh, and in that class, I, when I, as it was approaching, we got this video, we got this uh, email saying, listen to this. And so we listened to it on the way up drive up to Seattle where Dane was talking about prepping you for the class. And there was something there. It's like, why is, it was uh, familiar that I kept, I was like, what is this? And it's just like, now I don't know Because I think the first time he called me, he was in India. Because he was coming from India to there. And I talked to him short and he And what happened is I was raising money. Because I was like, ooh, these classes. I was like, and he said, I, I was on, what is that? What do you call it, uh, Sarah? Where you go out and, uh, and you ask people to help raise money for a cause. Anyway. Uh, it was something on the internet that I was raising money for. The class. go GoFundMe? GoFundMe, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I was GoFundMe and Dane said, save that money for the next class. I'm going to give you a class. I want you to come check this out. And I said, because you're going to want to come to my other classes. So I said, sure. And after I hung up with him, I was like, why does it look like some stars like aligned and something went and just expanded out. And I could feel it. And it was just like, it was like sitting in a sci-fi movie and something going through you and it's like and everything started to move and I was like and then it stopped and I was like okay there's nothing to that so I kept on keeping it moving and the day that I met him in Seattle
0: what was it like to receive that level of generosity from someone who you'd never met who was like hey why don't you just let me just take care of this class for you And
1: at, at first it was very awkward
0: okay
1: I'm not gonna lie to you it was very very awkward because what I did not realize at the time, I had a hard time. I was always giving mm. and never wanting to be in the space of receiving. I would receive some, but my receiving was like mm, 8%. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing so much. Like when some part of you read really, my bio, I'm just doing this. I'm, I, the reason I went to the seminary is that I wanted to fix the world. And that is not a job for anybody, that's a misnomer. And that, and then because what happens is that it stops that person from being able to be able to take a deep breath and receive from everything too. Yeah. And so that was the biggest piece about that. It was just, and somebody who you don't know, that you don't know on this, in this reality, on this plane, but you know them from a different, and it's just like, it's like, there's been conversations that I've had with Dane that just tells me that this is not our first encounter of being connected to each other. And, and being you, for me, I never have to fake the funk and being me anymore. And what I mean by fake the funk, some people don't know what I mean, that's a George Clinton term. So fake the funk mean you half ass and you ain't keeping it real. I don't have to do that when I'm being me. And I've always been me, but I used to like prepare it a certain way so people can taste it and they be okay with it. Now, I don't give a fuck with it. I'm being me. I'm John motherfucking Ashford. And in the process of doing that, I'm all of this and I keep on expanding and I'm not slowing down anymore, but I'm actually inviting other people to come in that space.
0: Well, it's interesting. Don't you find that the more you be you, the more you can receive from all of you. And that includes like your connections with people like beyond this lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So- all of you is through all the lifetimes you ever yeah. lived. And so yeah. when we try to make it about this lifetime and getting this lifetime right and being the greatest version of us for this lifetime by other people's standards, Yeah, we cut out all these other connections that we can be having that um, include, you know, other other time, space, and dimension, if you will, you know? Yeah. And um, so what have what you, and when you, to go to the receiving conversation, you know, I, I get that, um, the world promotes gifting and being, yes. you know, of humble spirit and yes. gifting to, to those that have less than you. And, yes. you know, that that's what it looks like to, um, contribute to any sort of cause as to what can you give the cause, you know? So what do you know, and what can you talk to our listeners listeners about, when it comes to receiving and the gift that receiving
1: so, is. So I'm going to give you the story that I almost started this before we got on. You say, don't say me. Let's talk about it online. So receiving. Uh, I'm not going to tell the details, but I am going to mention this brother's name because he's going to be on. He's going to be on something you guys are going to see later mm-hmm. with. Uh, I'm asking people questions about being you. So he agreed to do this after this. But I want to tell the story that happened this morning with us. David Rose. He's in one of my men's group, one of the most deep intelligent brothers I'd known. When I first came in with my what he said, my conscious shit, he was kind of like, "What is this Negro talking about?" And so there wasn't really pushback, but he was smart enough that he would ask questions, but he was he was sit on the edge. He was like Judas of scared. he was sitting back with his back turned like looking at you like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" So uh, he had something that went down. And it wasn't in his behalf. He had to go to court and everything was against him and they were setting him up. And so he spoke to me before that. And I was like, and I kept on talking about the tools of foundation, of access, of being you, and uh, all life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And he kept on like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, we're going on with all that. Pretty much that's the attitude he had. So this morning, I'm getting ready to go to work. The phone rings. I look at it, he's called, and I could tell he was out of sorts. And he said, man, I'm going to this hearing. And so immediately receiving for me has changed because I knew I didn't have to fix this guy, but it was something that was mutually happening of being able to receive him coming to a spot or place where, look, I'm about to go in this courtroom. It could be curtains for me. And I knew that we had a relationship that he could call me at home. Like some of the guys won't do that, he can call and I could receive him for who he was. Not what he creates, but what, what he what would he be? And so, long story. I gave him a couple of things. I said, "All life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory." Uh, I sent him another clearing. Uh, if uh, on, I, I want to try to find this because this is my it's my favorite go to. Uh, if you don't mind me, can I say this on here? Sure. Okay. Okay. So my favorite go to that Dane gave me a while back was what is possible for me that I don't think is possible, that if I allowed the possibilities would actualize a different reality. That's my get out of jail card in the universe. Good one, and, and I gave that to him. And I t- that's the same text I sent him. I said, wait, hold on, I need you to get this before you go to the courtroom, say this over in this one, the phone, you go and they just keep on reading this as the proceedings are, keep reading this. And so I get to work, I leave home, I take my walk, I get to work and like two hours after the hearing, I get this call and it's this dude just laughing. <laughs> He's like, dude, what the fuck? He said, EJG, bitch. <laughs> he actually has a lawsuit against the state of Oregon because what happened in the conversation, we talked about being a black male and I stopped him and I said, if you go in the courtroom as a black male, they're going to get you. I said, if you go in the courtroom as an infinite being, they don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. They as, as the rapper said, you can't touch this. <laughs> and so when he gets this shit, when he get it, he, he's like he's elated, and he like he called me twice that day. He's like, dude, he's like, I just I, I was like, it, it went beyond whatever I ever expected. And he said he sent me a text. He said, "Dude, you I mean, let me say it." And it said thanks. He says this to me, John. Thank you. You are the light that shines through the cosmos. In the past, I and I have said, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You no, know, it takes one to know one. And my, my whole point of it is, in the past, I would never be able to receive that. Now, because I'm being me, it's just me. And I can receive that because the more I receive, the more I will be able to, to, to expand into that energy and be more of that. And now he's like that. See, receiving is kind of weird. Once you receive, the other person is affected by your receiving. You know, so... For me, uh, David Rose holds a special place in my heart but because when I see brothers actually take this and it actually creates something that they did not believe. And I know a few tools to ask questions like when he was going to the courtroom, man, African do not go in that box. If you go in that box, everybody around you, fuck you in that box. If you be infinite, <laughs> they don't know what to do with Godzilla then but run
0: so okay so someone who's listening to this and you know doesn't necessarily know about the access consciousness tools and um stumbled upon our podcast you know when we talk about infinite being it's 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 something i would love to extrapolate with you and what you know about it because Mm -hmm. it's this lifetime this body that you know he's an african-american man it's Mm -hmm. this lifetime this body that i'm a white woman and you know And yet, and that comes with its own set of judgments, its own definitions, its own expectations of how you're going to show up in the world, its own expectations of what should happen in court or will happen in court, or all the reference points of what's likely to happen in court. And so when you walk in with all those definitions, you match that outcome, right? Yes. And so what you're, what you actually invited him to was to be like, Hey, beyond, be beyond all those definitions. Yes. Show up as the being that happens to be in this body but not yes, defined yes. by the body. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because that's really big when you start to look at and not from a significance place but when you start to look at being you it's it's getting beyond everything that the world is telling you that you should be have to be could be or can't be.
1: It's 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 this self exploration for everybody not just somebody who is a person of color but for every fucking person it's the journey that you never can get to the end of because there's no ending to it. And what I mean by that is that the more you jump into that, you are the universe. You're every planet in the universe. You're the, you're the gases in the universe. You're the light in the universe. You're the black hole in the universe. You're all of that as infinite being. And once you connect back to, and that's when and it's almost like if you were able to look at the entire universe as a puzzle, you're one of those puzzle pieces that's floating around and it finds the space and eventually it slides in and it snaps into the face of the universe. And everybody, everything from the ants to everything, has their part of being part of that infinite being, which creates the fabric of where we are. And we don't know where we are because the more, the cool thing about it, the more I dive into this infinite being, the less I know about me. But I do know there's more there. It's just that, and that's, I used to think that I would only be able to get to it through meditation. My meditation that I've taken forever has allowed me to go a lot faster with it. But what I'm realizing with the combination of both of them, it's just like, you can't see, like it's a, it's a space on that picture there. Like you can't really see that space of like a, a zebulun or whatever they call it in the space and lightning coming out of it. And that's the energy that we be if we tap into infinite being. And and it's, it's, and it's and I understand if this is your first time hearing this, or somebody's listening to this, it's like a concept. You got to get out of this mindset or you got to let go of that point of view that you would have. Whatever locks you into the here, you won't be able to see it within here. You have to step outside of here. It's like trying to see, like we're on the West Coast, so the sun is on the, I can't see the sun anymore because it's on the West side of my house. I would have to go outside the house. You have to go outside of the being of what you are in this reality to see what I'm talking about. And it's not like, Oh, I have to do this. It takes me years. No, you just have to be willing to be able to ask questions about what's possible with this.
0: You know, uh, the, your go-to question um, is one of my favorites, but another one that I absolutely love is if I know not this. And um, it's if I know not this, what else would I be aware of? If I know yes. not this, what else could I choose? Because If it's literally like, to me, this is the way that I infer or like receive that, that question is it's like, I'm, I'm, I have a, a definition, a conclusion, a something in my world. Yeah. And if I know not this, it's literally like, if I push delete on that. So if I push delete on middle-aged white woman from California and that deletes a lot of shit in my life, right? Like a lot of things where I can go, where I can't go, what I could do, what I can't do, you know, those kind of things how I show up, how I interact or whatever. There's a lot of things that are attached to just that, just the the color of my skin and where I'm from and my gender. Right. If I know not that, like what, well, what else could I choose? You know, but so many things is we, we take what's what's on the table to choose or what situation is up or, you know, like walking into court. Right. And we, we, pull in all of our reference points from the, what we know about us, which are these type of things, like what body you're in and what gender you are and where you come from and what your past is and what points of view are about you and what's on paper about you. But if you knew not that, literally, if somebody highlighted it on the laptop and then pushed the delete button, what would be available for you to step into choose and be. And, um, so I, I, I love those two playing together. Yeah. Um, because it just uh it 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 just opens up so much more space than yeah. from what we're taught we have to choose from, which is our circumstance and yeah. our history and the
1: analogy that I would use from it, it's like moving from an apartment into a house. Before I was living in when Tori and I was living in a little space, we were living in a little space. But when you ask these and use these tools. The space expands. So from being, going from 700, 800 square feet to 3,000, 6,000 square feet in a house, you, it takes some getting used to because what's happening is just like, well, there's more than one bathroom now. You know, and I know that's a that's an analogy, but I hope that helps somebody, somebody out. Like if you go on, when you when, once live in an apartment and you move something bigger, or you go from, on, you go on vacation from your apartment to a luxury hotel, you have all of this, wow that's what happens with these these clearings these processes you're talking about that allows you to find that space and that's where you're being really and you're being really likes it because the sad thing about it that I used to do this too I would only live orgasmically like that when I was on vacation at one of these resorts and last time I'm trying to surprise Tori so I don't know well well, I might be your first class come to Mexico, but I don't know what I'm gonna do, but uh, I'm cause I'm really, and I say that cause as an infinite being, and I was telling you about this car that I'm renting right now, I'm renting this Audi and I'm probably gonna get in it tonight and drive because when I get in it, it actually, the energy that I'm becoming in my being right now is celebrating David, what he did in court. And so my body gets used to it. So my body becomes the energy of this car and people look at the car and they see you, and then you're beginning to match that energy. But that's the energy of infinite being.
0: I would totally agree. And I recently, um, I recently was a guest on this very podcast. I got interviewed, <laughs> and um, one of the things that I was sharing about the being you change in the book, the world book that we talked about by Dr. Dean here, that is in the front of this interview, um, is that it literally has the molecules to activate living. Like, you know, what living actually is, what not planning for a life, which, which has a death, but for living an infinite being is, is a being that lives on regardless of like the body or the house that it's in right now. You know, like the being is only this white woman or this African-American man in this interview for this lifetime and the next lifetime, you know, look totally different. But if you activate that, that, um, infinite being, it even takes away the like fear of death because you can't have infinite being and fear of death in the same arena so you start to go okay cool if i'm gonna live on as an infinite being like then the consequence of life and doing a life that comes with a death um, is no longer something to fear you have way more space to choose because you know this isn't this isn't it you know even when people go yolo you only live once i'm like hold up hold up you don't only live once <laughs> yeah
1: your ass only lives once no i'm here
0: being ever <laughs>
1: exactly it's like you know sir it was one of the people that really influenced me a long time ago uh, it was this comedian by the name of dick gregory who's well known with dr king and all and he came to portland once and uh i told him man i was so much honor i had so much gratitude for this brother i said man can you give me just one uh, piece of advice that I could live by, and so he said, like, "Dude, I get back." He said, like, "He's called me Youngblood. Youngblood, I'll get back with you." And so we were i was doing drumming, African drumming, before he came out. And so he said, st- he came to me. And he said, "Oh, I got this for you." He said, "I think I'm gonna put this in my talk tonight." God and fear can't occupy the same space and time. I was like, "What?" And he was in a church. He was talking to, and he was trying to get these people out of this mindset of being in fear, like fear of death, fear of this. Then God, which is the universe, when I call it God, I'm talking about universe the universe you cannot be in fear and and be in that universe at the same time it's impossible and a lot of people don't get that they be like oh i'm afraid this i'm afraid this it's just like when you do that you actually are pulling yourself out of this universe of magic to the small space of fear and that's fucked up
0: that's like leaving your like luxury villa and going back to your studio apartment with only one
1: bathroom yeah (laughs) Or living in your fucking car.
0: <laughs> or living in your fucking car and not an Audi. <laughs> yeah, bingo. <laughs> so, John, I ask everybody on this podcast um, the same question I'm going to ask you. Okay. It, this podcast is called The Power of Being You. And so if you were to write the show's description and tell people what the power of being you is, what would you say? uh
1: power I would say I, I use this word magic all the time um and being from LA you guys had Magic Johnson and I think about what made him so magical even though Jordan was better I'm going to drop that in there right now so I'm going to agree with you okay but when you talk about magic you hear people talk about magic magic is the power to live outside everybody's projections of what you're supposed to be. And for me, the power of being me is that you're not gonna be able to describe me. At one time I used to ask people, I asked Dane one time, how would you describe me if I'm trying to sell myself? Right now, what I do is I just expand into this energy. And I be this energy, because no longer, because I'm the next time you meet me, my energy is going to be even different from than that. And so the power of that is that means that I'm always an invitation to something different and greater. When I'm not being that, that's when I start getting that think thinking 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 of something's wrong. But once I'm in that space, and that's the space that someone's orgasmic. That's where that's where that guy. You know, and here's something for me with that magic of being. When I pulled up in the Audi and I was playing some music and his brother looked at me, it was almost like he took a a look, a second look. And I said, yeah. And I didn't say yeah verbally, but energetically, I said, yeah, this energy. And for me, being that energy is my greatest desire is to leave this planet more magical this universe more magical at the end of this incarnation with this body and being magic i don't like magic johnson but magic john uh is is just that <laughs> oh, I, love I don't that. know if that makes sense
0: that made perfect sense and i love all the sports references it makes me i hope happy.
1: people understand those but Go to the and NBA. If they
0: don't, that's fine, because you're being you, and I yes. understand them, and
1: I'm the <laughs> host of the show. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
0: All right, John, Um, if people would like to find out more about you, where can they find you?
1: They can go to www.beingjohnashford.com, uh, and they can find me there. Or They go to YouTube and go, I have a lot. I'm funny. I cook on Tuesday Tomorrow night, I'm cooking. I might be cup bringing, dang, shh, don't tell dang, some cookies down, but... Uh, Because I'm going to make some homemade cookies tomorrow. But I have a food channel on YouTube, Orgasmic Conscious Cooking, being John John Ashford. So come show me some love.
0: Thank you, my friend, for being the gift you are to the world, the gift you are to me, and the gift you are to so many people. I adore you so much. Love you too, mama. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you, or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?